What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Um, thank you guys for, for listening, downloading, streaming, subscribing, hopefully. Um, however you guys are listening, um, thank you. I appreciate it, especially, you know, as I'm going through this new transition with uh, changing up the format and the flow of the show. Um, you know, the season here in Europe is about to start, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So here in Germany, um, we actually had match day one. Uh, last weekend for the second Bundesliga here. Um, and I'm actually very, very glad and very thankful that my team was not playing last week. Um, because, you know, as some of you guys know, they survived the relegation fight they were in last year. Um, and you know, they're going to be playing in the Bundesliga. So um, last week, some teams that, you know, people are used to seeing in the Bundesliga are now playing in the second Bundesliga. The, the opening match was between uh, Hamburg and Schalke, and that game actually got kind of wild. There was actually there was eight goals scored in that game. Um, I don't really like Schalke, um, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that that game um, gave the fans you know a whole lot of goals. I think in the 90th minute, that game was three three or something like that. I remember looking at it on my phone because you know me and my wife were watching something on TV, and the next thing I know. I looked at, I checked to see what the final score was of the game because, you know, having an opening game of a season and 3-3 is kind of a big deal. Uh, and I look and it was 5-3. to three, And I just looked at the, the result maybe like 10, 15 minutes before. That. It, was, it was crazy. They scored two goals that quick. Um, but yeah, but that's second division football here in Germany. I don't really care, to be honest, because my team is playing the first, the first Bundesliga. So I'm excited about that. Um, Stuttgart has a test match coming up or friendly, whatever you want to call it. Um, in a couple of days, we'll be playing against Sheffield United um, from England. And then on August 12th, uh, we play against uh, TSG Ballingen. It's a, it's a team from, um, you know, the local area around Stuttgart, but that's a Deutsche Pokal match first round. Hopefully, you know, we, we can win that game. Um, I, have, I have, you know, the utmost confidence that they're going to win that game. Um, but you never know. So hopefully they'll, they'll feel the strong team and... I won't be on here crying to you guys <laughs> um, on August 13th or whatever that they that they've lost that game. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really looking forward to uh, to the season start. I guess on the sixth, which is Sunday, um, the Community Shield will be happening in in England between Manchester City and Arsenal. That should be a good game. Um, it's my mother-in-law's birthday that day, so I don't know if I will get the chance to watch that game because we're gonna go visit her and. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just have to watch the highlights or whatever. Um, Community Shield's not a big deal. It is a trophy, even though it's not really a trophy. Um, but it should still be a pretty decent game. Those are two of the better teams. Uh, actually, you know, they finished first and second, Man City and Arsenal last year. So, um, yeah, I'm just getting getting really excited about the, the season starting. Um, Women's World Cup news. Um, U.S. women, we, they survived. We survived. Um... And I don't want to say survive because it's not like they did bad. You know, they had one win, two draws. Yes, people are saying it's the lowest amount of points they've ever scored in a World Cup group stage. Um, you know, but stuff happens. So, you know, I'm a Patriots fan when it comes to football. We can't win them all. I used to always say that when Tom Brady was playing, the U.S. is, you know, one of the, if not the best team in the world. But they're not always going to be able to, to perform, especially with the at such a high level, especially with the world catching up. You know, Germany is good. Canada's good. France is good. England's good. There's there's so many like good teams out there. Look at look at Colombia. They just beat Germany. So um, 
but U.S. is 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 in the knockout stages. Um, you know, hopefully uh, they they can bring that trophy home. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the the world is getting better. The Netherlands looks pretty good. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll just we'll see what happens. And uh, I'm hoping that they can win it. But you know, there's news outlets complaining. Oh, they only got four points. It's the lowest amount of points they've ever gotten in group stage. But so what? You know, they didn't. They haven't lost a game. Yes, they got two draws, but. It's better than two losses. If they had two losses, they'd be going home right now. So I'm proud of them. And hopefully they, they turn it up in the uh, in the, the knockout stages and, you know, show the world what, what they should be scared of. So I think that's one of the things teams aren't scared of, of the U.S. anymore like they used to be because the rest of the world is getting better. And that's good for the game. That, that's good for all of us. It's good for the fans. It's good for the country. It's good for the players that are coming up, grassroots and all that. So more power to it, you know? People start to see that they can beat giants and they start to feel invincible. So I think that's a, that's a good thing. So, yeah. Um, probably watch some more of those games this week. It, it kind of sucks with the games being in Australia, New Zealand, and I'm in Europe. The times are kind of weird. I'm at work while they're playing. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of hard, but uh, do catch the highlights. Definitely been following it. So um, a lot of good games. A lot of good games that have been happening in the Women's World Cup. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take a quick break and hop into the, the next team that I'll be profiling. Um, this one will be brief. This team is pretty, pretty new. But uh, yeah, I'll be right back after this break. All right, welcome back. So this is episode 95. Not that that has any bearing on the team that I'll be profiling. I just wanted to put that out there. But as I mentioned in the show description of the previous episode, which I'll do for this episode, you know, announcing the next team, this episode focuses on FC Juarez. So if you're from the United States, especially if you're from like the southwestern part of the United States, you know that Juarez is a border town um, between the United States and Mexico. Juarez is on the Mexican side, and El Paso is on the U.S. side. Um, so FC Juarez, or Football Club Juarez, um, they've been around since May 29th of 2015. Um, they're based out of Ciudad Juarez in Chihuahua, and their nickname is Los Bravos. Um, so this team <clears throat> kind of has a cross-border vibe, too. Um they were founded by six families, four of them from Ciudad Juarez and two from the city of El Paso in Texas. Because those cities basically, I mean, if you've ever seen border towns, whether they, they straddle countries or states, they're basically one city um, that just straddles a border. Now, it's a little bit difficult between the U.S. and Mexico because you have such a hard kind of border presence there. But uh, these two or excuse me, these these six families are between both of those cities. So it really is kind of just one big city. It'd be, be a metro area if there was no border between the two of them. Um, but these six families, four from Juarez, two from El Paso, <clears throat> they um, the team is owned by those six families. Uh, they were founded by those six families. And those uh, they actually own a, a sports management group that also owns and manages El Paso Locomotive FC, which is in the USL Championship. And I've actually seen that team play against uh, San Antonio while I was living in Texas. Um, let's see. So FC Juarez, they um, play in Liga MX, the Mexican League. And they actually, 
were in the second division, but they were able to be moved up. They basically replaced another team, this uh, Lobos BUAP, after the ownership group purchased Lobos. Once they were relegated, they essentially switched spots with FC Juarez. And that Lobos BUAP is the Club de Football Lobos de la Benemerta Universitat Autonomo de Pueblo. I hope I did not butcher that, but uh, that's the team. It's just Lobos BUAP. It's easily identifiable. Um, but prior to FC Juarez becoming a team, there was already a team that was in Juarez called the Indios de Ciudad Juarez, but they ended up folding after they were uh, relegated from Liga MX. And Liga MX is kind of weird with the way that they do their relegation. It's not always a direct relegation. They basically take like a point, it's like a point system to where it's calculated over a three-year span and depending on who has the lowest number or points within that three-year span that's the team that gets relegated i'm gonna have to cover that in a completely different video because it that is actually even a little confusing to me but liga mex is a little bit different plus they play the traditional central and south american two-part seasons they have the apertura which is the beginning of the season, typically from August until December. And then the Closura, which usually goes from January until about May. Two separate seasons, even though it's one long season. Basically, teams in Europe do something similar. Uh, they just play the first half of their season, and then they take a small break sometimes, and then they finish up the second season. They just There is no differentiation between the first half and the second half in Europe, typically. All right, so FC Juarez plays in uh, the Estadio Olimpico Benito Juarez. Um, I found some conflict, conflicting results, or excuse me, uh, information about this. It either has a capacity of 19,703 or 19,765. But it was open on the 12th of May in 1981. Um, it... it has hosted quite a few different organizations. Uh, there was the El Paso Juarez Gamecocks that they host that stadium hosted in 1985. Then they hosted the Indios de Ciudad Juarez from 2005 to 2011. Then the Indios de la UACJ from 2012 to 2016. And as of right now, FC Juarez is the only team that plays in that stadium. So titles. Um, the only title to this point that FC Juarez has won is the Apertura in 2015 in the Mexican second division, the Asensio MX. Um, yeah, I couldn't find a whole lot of information uh, because they're such a they're such a new club and I don't want to base my information solely off of like Wikipedia. Um, I actually reached out to the club um, hoping to get some information back from them, but uh, you know, maybe they could put, could have provided me with a better um, like history of the club, but they never reached back. So I'm just going off of information that I could find on the internet. Um, rivalries. So when it comes to rivalries, the only thing that I could find is a small rivalry called the Clasico Forterizo, Clasico Forterizo, Fronterizo, with Club Tijuana. And this is basically because both of these clubs are Mexican clubs and they both play the only teams in the Mexican uh, top division, at least that play along the border with the United States. 
Obviously, Tijuana is a city that borders um, San Diego in California, and Juarez borders uh, El Paso in Texas. Um, but they also have a kind of friendly cross-border rivalry between uh, Juarez and, um, excuse me, Juarez has a friendly cross-border rivalry with El Paso uh, Locomotive. Obviously, they're, they're part of the same sports management group, um, and you know they, they are literally right next to each other. So, okay, one of the things that I love about this club is their badge. So I think, personally, they probably have the best modern badge out there. Now it's it's dark, but it it's it's just something that it just jumps out at you. So their badge that has three primary colors: black, green, and red. But the green and red are kind of like this fiery kind of red, like and, and green. It's it, it's super bright and it just it, it looks amazing. So FC Juarez is, is centered at the top of the badge, and then there's a horse with red mane and a partial red face and a green eye, and then the rest of the body of the horse that can be seen in the badge is red. It looks like it's jumping out of the badge over what appears to look like a sun. So I will I'll put the link to the, the club website in the show description so you guys can check that out because to me, it is one of the best modern badges that, that's out there. It just, it, it looks amazing. You guys will see it when you check out the, uh, when you check out the website. Um, as far as their kits for the current season, um, for home matches, they wear like a bright green home kit and a white for away. Uh, their current sponsor is a gambling company called Bet Chris. Um, but if you guys get a chance, just look them up. Like I said, they're a new team. They don't have a whole lot of information out there on the internet. Um, and especially if you don't speak Spanish, which I do not. So um, they, they do have a YouTube channel. They do have Instagram. Um, they post a lot of good videos. They do a lot of lives on Instagram. So if you get the chance to to check them out, do. Because they, they, they're an up-and-coming club for sure. And they're young and, and they're hungry. So they're actually going to be playing against... LAFC, which Joao and Louis from the Soccer Stupid Podcast, that's their, that's their team in the MLS. Uh, they'll be playing against them in the League's Cup. I guess they just got drawn against them. Um, so that's one of the big matches that's coming up. They'll be playing against a team from California. Should be uh, should be pretty good. It should be a pretty even matched. Um, I don't know if it's one or two legs, but it, it'll, it'll be pretty evenly matched. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing that. I don't know if I can even watch the League's Cup here without pirating, which I don't like doing. But that should be um, should be a really, really good match or two between the two clubs. So, yeah, again, um, that's it. That's what I have. Uh, again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I know I'm still kind of dealing with the format and it's going to be a little choppy in the beginning. I'm still trying to still trying to work out those kinks. Um, but as I mentioned before, you guys can email me any show ideas or if you want to see a certain team profiled. Um, this one was kind of short because there's not a whole lot of information um on the team at least in english the next team that i'm going to be doing it's they're a newer team too i think they've been around only since the early 2000s um i've been you know with my system that i'm using to to select clubs sometimes that's going to happen i'm going to try to get as much information as i can about this next club um two clubs from now that i do a profile on the club will be a little bit older so next i will be going to AFC and doing a team in Asia. And then after that, I will be doing CAF and doing a club team in Africa. So um, 
again, I'm open to any ideas, any teams that you guys want to see specific. If you guys don't like the system that I'm using to randomly select, um, just throw your ideas out. I'm, I'm open to, uh, to selecting and profiling any team. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm having fun, a fun time doing this. So, uh, you can email me at rob at 90 plus et.com. That's rob at 90 P L U S E T.com. Um, 90 plus ET on Twitter, 90 plus ET on threads, even though on threads right now, I can't see anything. So if you tag me in it, uh, because I'm in Europe, uh, and you know, meta or Facebook, whatever you want to call it, hasn't figured that whole thing out. Um, I may not be able to see what it is that you posted, but uh, you'll be able to see what I posted. You can send me a direct message too, if you want, uh, but email would definitely work out better. Um, same thing, Instagram, 90 plus ET. Um, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for listening, taking the time out of your days. Um, I'm working on making the show better. I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks a lot. Bye.